Drive Time on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by Zurich. When investment performance matters, make sure your savings are with Zurich. Visit zurich.ie to find out more. Orla, thank you very much indeed for that. You heard it mentioned there in part of the debate as well. The nature restoration law has been passed in Brussels and this means that member states now have two years. The clock is ticking to consult and plan how they're going to restore 20% of the EU's land and sea areas by 2030 and all of the ecosystems by 2050. The problem is that according to the European Commission, over 80%, of Europe's natural habitats are in poor health. Well, joining me now to discuss this uh, law are Senator Pauline O'Reilly, Chair of the Green Party, and Deputy Michael Fitzmaurice, Independent TD for Roscommon Galway. You're both very welcome to the programme. Um, Why are you critical? Because I know you have concerns, you voice concerns about this. What's not to like here, Michael Fitzmaurice? First of all, um, uh, if you look at the proposal, um, the state does not own agricultural drain peatland. As has been pointed out by Dennis Trinan on the news, for anybody that was listening, um, Bournemona and Quilshire will be able to take up the slack until 2030. But it's after that, and if you listen to your words, all ecosystems by 2050, mm-hmm. uh, just imagine somebody in Donegal, somebody in West Cork, somebody in parts of Kildare, the Midlands, actually about 11 of the counties that Pauline is expecting to run in as European candidate would be affected by this after 2030, where um, agricultural drain peatland, where farmers have basically been given, ironically enough, grants by the EU to make land out of it, uh, to put cattle on it. And now we are talking about uh, that being put back. And this is a day where um, an EU rule aided and abetted by Fine Gael, Fianna Fáil, um, and Green MEPs from Ireland uh, barely got over the line. I think it's 51 or 52 percent. And it shows that right around Europe, there's a lot of discontent about this law. This is a bad law. OK, it's so in, let's it's, address it's in, concerns on, in It's turn. infringing. No, on, you've it's had a good infring- run. Pauline one, O'Reilly. Just one thing, no, 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 you've had a good run. I'll come back to you, Michael. On private property. Michael, I'll, I'll chair this. Okay. You've had a good run. Pauline O'Reilly, he's saying it's a land grab. Look, I mean, a voluntary a voluntary scheme can't possibly be called a land grab. But look, let me just say that we were on tenterhooks this morning about whether this would pass. So we are delighted um, for nature and indeed for the future of farming because, as Michael says, I'm in the west of Ireland, so is Michael. Um, and we, we are, live surrounded by farms where it's challenging to, to make a living from those farms. And this is actually about securing the future for family farms. But done completely voluntarily and in fact since we've been in government um, we've already been putting so many things in place where you know people it, these schemes are oversubscribed already these yeah. ones that so are about pushing back even after 2030 yeah absolutely and therefore the onus is on the government and indeed future governments to ensure that these are attractive and we have seen as as Michael says we have seen farming move from one way of doing things to a different way of doing things. Now it's been discovered that this is something that's actually degrading um, the environment. And so this is okay. this is something where we know that if we put the money, which the, the us as the Irish government, we have put aside 3.12 billion for um, climate and nature. 
And what I want to see is that you have people completely committed to this future sustainable form of agriculture to ensuring that we restore our butterflies, our bees right across our country because that's okay. the way that you secure so, food. M- Michael, I know one of the gripes from the IFA is that there's a lack of dedicated funding to support the implementation of this law. Pauline's saying they've put aside th- over three billion. Well, first of all, the EU has put absolutely no funding in place for this, and you can check that I'll out. I'll address that. Uh, you, you, well, you, you, what you were saying is that this government from 2026 on has put funding aside. The EU, right across Europe, that was actually part of the deal, how the Danes would come on board, that it wouldn't be giving any more funding towards that. So let's be clear on that, that the cap up to 2028 will not be affected by that. That has to be made very clear. Second of all, Pauline talks about farming into the future. The reality of it is, is that while Article 9.4s talk about voluntary, when you look at 4.3, 4.1, 4.2, 15.1 and, and Article 9.5, you will see a situation, and you've read it out yourself, all ecosystems by 2050. This isn't about protecting family farms where we see it in the west of Ireland, the northwest, the midlands. This is about families will be driven off their farms because they won't be able to survive. Oh, they are small. They are, they are small family farms who at the moment put 10%, by the way, under the BIS scheme of their land aside for nature and get little or no credit for it. And why wouldn't they be able to survive, Michael? Well, first of all, Connor, if, if you've to, you to re-wet your land, obviously you don't have to be around the place or you won't live there. What happened was down through the years, there was a piece of land down at the at the end of, of their farm that they basically showered and got ready and made land out of it and it made them more viable. Okay. It was like the third leg in the stool to balance them. Okay, if that is going that. back to nature, they will not have the cattle, they will not be able to survive on it. Could, could that That's happen, the facts Pauline? of it. Oh, look, I mean, like it's... Co- completely misrepresentation of what restoration is about. Restoration is about bringing nature back. And I mean, any school that I go into, I see the All-Ireland Pollinator Plan posters on the wall. The children are talking about butterflies. And yet the state of nature has been degraded to such an extent that we're losing and have lost a lot of species. So this is about ensuring that we have a future model for farming. What what will you be requiring of farmers post-2030? Well, I'll give you an example. So if you look at at schemes, for instance, at the moment, which have to come under cap, um, when you look at schemes like, for instance, the Acres programme, over 45,000 farmers signed up to that. That's about restoring nature and still farming. But what we want to see and why we want Greens elected is a separate fund, a nature uh, res- res- restoration fund at the European level on top of the 3.15 billion. And the reason that there couldn't be a fund put in place at the moment is because, as Michael should know, you can't do that halfway through a European cycle. So it has to be after the next so one. he is but right that there would, is no EU funding for this. We, yes. what, but at the moment, cap funding is being used and we want to see no, an increase. Not. We want for, for those nature restoration no, projects... Sorry, hold on one second. One second. One second. It's being used for those projects that I'm talking about. And we, if we see a doubling of that and we see a separate fund, which is what we can get over the line by dedicated MEPs who Live actually care who actually care about this issue. Now remember yeah, how, do you, how would you get doubling of the fund? That's a, a gargantuan task, isn't it? 
but that's that's what the financial framework is about. Where and would if that this money is, come from? This, this, this is on a European level, but I mean, Ireland is finding it in 3.15 billion. Mm. We're putting that aside. So the idea that you can't get that from Europe, I mean, this is what we put MEPs forward for. And 12 of our 14 MEPs in Ireland voted in favour. They do see this as the future for farming in Ireland. And, and let me just be quite clear that... We've gone from just over 1% organic farming to 5% organic farming. This is an example. And the the majority of that, 40% of the farmers signed up to that, are in Connacht and Donegal. 40%. So there's a massive massive interest. There's a massive interest in in doing this. You raise a question, Michael, uh, about the cost of doing this. But what about the cost of not doing it? Well, first of all, the farmers at the moment, uh, compared with anyone else around the country, are putting 10% of their land aside. That's a fair thing for any farmer to do. But let me address a few of the things that Pauline talked about. She talked about acres, we're doing it in it, and the 45,000 farmers. We had 70,000 farmers in reps before the Greens were ever in government 12 years ago. We had 50,000 in the last scheme. And when you talk about restoration, and let's be clear on this, um, that... And I have been involved with the turf cutters in the national parks where Ray's bog was was, uh, restored. Peaty soil, you cannot half do it or three-quarter do it if you want to have sphagnum mosses. You have to re-wet. And what's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? If 80%, uh, according to the European Commission, if 80% of uh, Europe's natural habitats are in poor health, maybe putting 10% of the land aside is not good enough. Ironically enough, uh, if you look at the legislation passed today, every hill... Uh, peaty soil in Ireland and every bit of peat soil because of this, the interpretation of this uh, document today has said that every bit of ours is in bad state. That is incorrect. It is taking the power away from the farmers completely and it is leaving, it's basically saying to people, you you can look out at your land but you won't own it and it will drive people, unfortunately unfortunately it will drive people from the northwest the west, the midlands, and the southwest parts of it, where there's peachy mm. soil, it, it is basically telling them get out of your area. How can you because we're going to re-wet it. Pauline farmers that they won't be driven off their lands, if that they that they won't have to re-wet their lands if they don't want to. Well, I'm. I. I mean, it's there's so many uh, mis- so much misinformation there. I mean, the very fact that farmers are signing up for programs like, for example, organics, like, for example, acres, which is I'm, my my point is that people farm differently. Re-wetting and we, organics are totally different. We, yeah. This is this. This, this is a misrepresentation that this is all about rewetting. It's a small part of it. Every type of farming can get incentives to bring back nature and it can actually help things to grow and it can actually help farmers and you absolutely don't stop farming just because you have nature on your farm. Any farmer knows that. But, but and unfortunately I think that politics is, politics is being played here. But, but farmers will have to stop the type of farming and the scale of farming they're doing right now to comply with uh, post 2030 targets, isn't that right. correct? There, there is absolutely a, a shift in how we farm. There's no. no doubt. There's no doubt in that. No doubt in that. But I, I believe because I see it every day, the farmers are up for that challenge. Okay, will they and take actually, a financial hit, Pauline? They will. At the moment, if you look at 
people who sign up to, to projects, the reason that they do it is because they say, well, is it financially a viable and it is and that's the job mm. of government that's the onus for government okay, but here, and that's here's the why other part. there's a culture in every family isn't there every farming fam- family and a tradition if you're uh, generation upon generation a beef or a dairy farmer will that have to stop now no, absolutely not. As I say, there's different types of farming. What we don't want to see is one type of farming all over the country, which we don't have at the moment, and we need to ensure that we have diversity. That's what this is about, diversity, and in many cases less intensive because you can get a higher price um, if, you, if it is less intense in many instances. But Look, we do have an obligation here. Nature has been under attack for a long time. Family farms have also been. So now we have an opportunity to have both funding and bringing back nature, securing the future for our children. And children know, children speak about this every day about nature. And it's our obligation now Mm -hmm. to say, let's put the money, the same money, but direct it in a different direction. And I really think... It's unfortunate for people to play politics with this. And, you know, when it came to the Legal vote... advices and politics. When, when it came to the vote on the European level, you know, many of those who were voting are also, you know, highly cr- critical of the kind of democratic system that we have as well. There's a, there's a rise of a particular okay. type of po- poli- okay. politics all over oh, Europe. Okay, last this word is to, part to Michael. Do you want to tell us now we're far right by talking about it? Are you, Pauline? Oh, yeah? Is, is that, that what your, you're is that your last word? I'm, you know, I'm, is, is this what you're I'm trying talking to say? About a you European talked about organics. Level. Organics has nothing got to do with it. The facts of organics is that the EU have a, a basically a percentage they want, and they told Ireland that, that to up the money to get people into organics. Which but is exactly what this is ironic, about. Ironic, exactly uh, what this is about. Ironically enough, Cormac, when you look at the area that will be affected, seventy percent of all organic farmers are in the west, northwest, and okay. the midlands. And if they have to rewet their land, there won't be an organic. Let's be factual about agricultural drain peatland. And unfortunately, she talked about children there. And we all try to hand on the farms to our children. The problem is we'll have nothing to hand okay. on after this. Uh, on that disagreement, we will rest for today. We'll certainly come back to this. Senator Pauline O'Reilly of the Green Party and Michael Fitzmaurice, independent TD for Roscommon Galway. Thank you very much indeed. 51551. 